Welcome to life, bringing you insight and experiences into love, relationships, and fertility with a focus on enjoying life and moving forward. On today's podcast, we'll be speaking about Resolve.org, the national infertility organization, one of the largest repositories of fertility information in the United States, if not the world. And we're here with their chief engagement officer, Betsy Campbell. Welcome to life, love, insight, fertility, experiences. I'm here with Betsy Campbell, Chief Engagement Officer at Resolve.org, which is actually Resolve, the National Infertility Organization. I'm so happy to be able to share information about Resolve and the scope of services they provide in terms of resources that range from medical to financial and supportive, as well as their affiliations and legislations, and of course, the origin of how they came to be. Welcome, Betsy, and thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you, Lori, for having me. Would you like to start with the origin of Resolve? Sure. Great. As you said, uh, Resolve is the National Infertility Association. It was founded in 1974 by Barbara Eck, uh, a nurse who was experiencing her own infertility. Uh, She felt isolated, as so many do, uh, but knew that others must be going through the same thing and formed the first uh, Resolve support group around her kitchen table. So that was 45 years ago, uh, and Resolve's mission remains the same, to provide support, education, and advocacy on behalf of the family-building community. That's really amazing because 45 years ago, nobody talked about infertility. I mean, people are shy to talk about it today. So we've come a long way. In Definitely. Terms of, and, you know, we have, to thank, we have to thank her and organizations like you that – make it non-taboo to talk about infertility. Exactly. I mean, now we have just under 300 support groups across the country and a robust online support community with 50,000 members. Uh, Yeah, our website and social media accounts reach hundreds of thousands of people with important information and education. And we advocate for better access to care at the state and federal level. You know, when I was looking at infertility organizations and ones that I would want to kind of be involved with, Resolve was one of the most significant out there. That's why I really am comfortable saying probably one of the largest in the world, but definitely in the nation, because you want to affiliate yourself with an organization that is is providing all of the services from kind of soup to nuts, that somebody would need. And to me, if somebody is just beginning their fertility journey and they're not sure where to look, Resolve is the place. And to me, if somebody is a little stuck and not sure where to go and they're talking about other options in terms of donor egg or surrogacy, Resolve is once again the place to go. And I'm saying Resolve or Resolve.org so that people know how to access your organization and not using the full name. So I I apologize for not using the full name. That's great. We want to make it as easy as possible for people to find us because really we want to make it as easy as possible for people on this journey and to provide them with the resources that they need to navigate uh, and to frankly advocate on behalf of themselves throughout this uh, journey. Right. And so that's where I think very often all of the information you give and the definitions 
and the tools that you provide are incredibly useful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, our goal is really to ensure that all people challenged in their family building journey reach resolution um, by being empowered by knowledge, supported by community, united uh, by advocacy, and inspired to act. That's basically our mission statement. That I love really, it. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. So, if somebody's starting their fertility journey, right, and they say, "Oh my goodness, what is Clomid?" What do I do? How do I how do I track my ovulation? How does Resolve provide that information? We have a wealth of information on our website. They could easily just go to resolve.org, type in whatever keyword they want, and there will be helpful information. There'll be resources, podcasts fact sheets. Uh, So really, you know, we have information for people that are just starting their journey. um, And we, you know, we respect all paths to resolution. So in addition to providing information on infertility treatment, we also have information on adoption. Uh, We also have information on on living childhood And we just want to make sure that it's all in one place um, so people can access uh, this information and be empowered to take whatever action they need to to build their family. So it's really just about having the family you want in a way that you want it. And when you have these types of resources, where do you get the information from? Well, we work very closely with the medical community. Uh, we partner with the American Society for Reproductive Medicine. We have uh, professional members like you, uh, not just mental health professionals, but uh, physicians, clinics, uh, attorneys, you know, assisted reproductive technology attorneys, adoption attorneys, uh, you know, fertility, acupuncturists, complementary treatment professionals. So, uh, you know, we have a very strong network of um, professionals that we can uh, reach out to and make sure that we have the latest and greatest information on uh, infertility and family building options. And there's so much that's changing all the time. There's always something new coming out. Now, you also have, um, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but you have a hotline that you use. Yes, we do. What is the hotline? So we have a helpline. It's 866-NOT-ALONE. It covers about 10 different topics from being newly diagnosed or secondary infertility or third-party reproduction, uh, recurrent miscarriages. Uh, There's a phone line dedicated to Resolve resources and basically is staffed by Resolve volunteers. These are people who have been in basically the same shoes as the people who are calling and who can you know, share uh, information that was helpful to them that's available on Resolve, but also just be uh, a friendly voice on the end of the phone who knows and can relate to what you're going through. That's really almost like a one-on-one peer conversation. Yes. And possibly they could give you direction on where to look for information that you're not sure about or some of the research that's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's really helpful. So when I when I look at your site and I see kind of the, the depth and the breadth of the information, it's 
it's fast, really, but all very targeted. And so the fact that you're able to say that it's all coming from the medical community is important. So your affiliations you mentioned with medical community, um, what are the affiliations? How does that work? Well, basically, Resolve believes our voices are stronger when we partner with others. So we're working to make our community stronger and our voices heard. So we partner with the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and their physicians and other professionals on improving access to care. Uh, we work closely with the Alliance for Fertility Preservation to help cancer patients and others at risk of medically induced infertility preserve their infertility, preserve their fertility. Uh, we work with the LGBTQ community because uh, we believe everyone uh, deserves the right to build a family. So we lead and participate in several advocacy coalitions, including uh, the Fair Access to Fertility Treatment Coalition, uh, the Coalition to Protect Parenthood After Cancer, and the Protecting uh, Modern Families Coalition. So basically, we, we're working to bring the community together to ensure that our voices are heard. And how do you do that when you bring them together to make sure that the voices are heard? What's the next step to that? Because now you have these huge organizations that you're working with. I mean, these aren't like right. small names that you're throwing out there. No, yeah. no, but they're full of dedicated people just like at Resolve. So honestly, you know, it means a lot of uh, conference calls. Uh, it means lots of emails. It you know, we're going to have a planning meeting at the end of August with a number of our advocacy partners. So uh, it's just, you know, we're, we're all in this together and have the same goal to help people build their families. So we make this a priority and we make the time to uh, collaborate. That's really amazing. Now, I know that you do some legislative work. Yes. When you do that, do you do it state by state or is it on the federal level? How does that work? Yeah. Well, it's both. So Resolve is the only patient advocacy group in the U.S. that fights for the rights of women and men who are trying to build a family. So we monitor and help introduce legislation at both the state and federal level. Uh, our federal policy priorities include uh, IVF for veterans, so those who have been injured in the line of duty and now need help building a family. We also have legislation to uh, promote insurance coverage for IVF and fertility preservation. Uh, we're, we also uh, support anti-discrimination in adoptions and the adoption tax credit uh, Refundability Act to make uh, adoption more affordable and Resolve hosts the only uh, federal advocacy day in Washington, D.C. for the infertility community and to advocate on behalf of all those issues to their federal lawmakers. And so it goes to the federal level, but I know that you're also doing work at the state level since certain yes. states will allow um, surrogacy and certain states will not. Right, right. So at the state level, in 2019 alone, we have tracked 64 bills 
in 31 states, uh, another record-breaking year. Um, this includes legislation. That would, thank you. I know. Keeping up with it all, it's never dull. Right. And, uh, you know, this includes legislation that would help the family-building community, such as insurance coverage for IVF and fertility preservation, or as you mentioned, making sure all family building options are accessible, such as uh, gestational surrogacy. Uh, but we also have to fight uh, bad legislation. So we fight, you know, adoption discrimination and personhood legislation. Uh, personhood uh, bills would harm the family building community by making it difficult, if not impossible, to practice IVF. And, you know, Resolve believes that everyone has the right to build a family and deserves access to all family building options. Could you explain what that is, personhood, for the people who don't know? Sure. So the personhood movement believes that uh, life begins at the moment of fertilization. And so it's primarily aimed at um, attacking abortion, but we sort of get caught up in it because, as you know, with IVF, you know, you fertilize an egg and sperm and you have this microscopic embryo that is, you know, smaller than a, a grain of salt made up of cells. And, you know, if, if, if those cells are considered to have the same rights as living people, that makes it very problematic for doctors or anyone who needs to handle uh, embryos to uh, practice IVF. And you, you just, it, it would make it impossible, if not very difficult, to practice IVF to the standard of care that it needs. And in what way would that be? That would be because we're crossing the lines in some of the states so that we want to be sure that everybody is able to get the best treatment. Right. Yeah. It shouldn't matter what state you're in. And, and so we've been successful in fighting um, these personhood efforts in every state because we believe that people deserve access to all family uh, building options. And IVF is the standard of care for many people right. uh, to resolve their infertility. So. Yeah. So we were yeah. talking before, and I was talking about the fact that I have people that I um, I speak with and I work with that are going through surrogacy uh, mm -hmm. to have their children, and I'm in the state of New York, and they have to travel in order to be able to visit a surrogate or um, you know monitor any any kind of healthcare in person, and so the state of New York does not allow surrogacy. And you've done some work here, and you've done some work in other states in order to try and make it possible for everybody to be able to go down that route as well. Right. We came very close in New York this year to overturning the ban on compensated uh, gestational surrogacy. Uh, unfortunately, New York has a very archaic law, and it hasn't kept up with the times and the medical technology and the way that gestational uh, surrogacy is uh, practiced today. And we have legislation that would uh, put safeguards in place to protect uh, the surrogate, the intended parent, and of course the the child that would be, um, you know, 
uh, that would result from gestational surrogacy. So uh, we're hopeful that in the coming uh, year, uh, New York will, I think it's one of three states that does not allow uh, compensated surrogacy. And so we And there's wanna... only three states at this point in the United States? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so really, they're in the minority. They're behind the times. It's it's time to change. Um, you know, this this helps uh, same-sex couples uh, have children. It helps women with infertility who perhaps some women are born without a uterus or uh, suffer from um, uh, you know miscarriages and are unable to carry a pregnancy to term or they have heart disease or some other condition that would make it dangerous for them to carry a pregnancy and so um, we want to make sure that these uh, all these people have uh, the ability to to build their family and and that requires gestational surrogacy in many of these cases. Yes, I mean, what's coming to my mind right now is this one woman who I'm working with who went through several years of IVF, and at that point, the doctor recommended she take one of her embryo and, you know, use a surrogate because it was yeah. just too much already for her to go through yeah. anymore. It's, yeah, it's really often for, for women with infertility, it's often the last resort. And then for those uh, in the, you know, same-sex couples, it's really the, the only option for a biological child. So uh, we're working very hard to make sure that uh, this option is available to uh, families in New York so they don't have to travel out of state. What I find very often is there's so many feelings associated also with surrogacy along with the donor egg um, related to either using somebody else's egg or having somebody else carry for you. And so once the women and the men could become comfortable with that, it becomes much easier. But it's a hard thing to become comfortable with. It just shows the desire to have the child and have the family they want. Yes, yes. There's a lot of myths and a lot of misinformation out there. So Resolve tries to, uh, you know, combat that with information and facts and, of course, providing support throughout the process. Yeah. So what I find is when I tell people that I work with about Resolve, once they hate the, um, the site, they take mm -hmm. a deep breath of, Oh my goodness, they're so happy they found it because yes. of the wealth of information on it. And yes. the best thing, I think, um, and this is my own personal opinion about using resolve.org, is that it's very easy to navigate. It's not yes. a complicated site at all. Oh, well, thank you. Well, we do try to make it as easy as possible, and you're absolutely right. I think when people find Resolve, they finally feel like they found a community, you know, a community of support with people going through the same thing or people who have gone through it and understand. Um, I mentioned our support groups earlier, and many of them, most of them, are peer-led support groups. So these are led by people who are currently on their infertility journey or have resolved their infertility, and the common thread is they want to help others on this journey. Um, and, and the beauty of these peer groups is 
being in the same room with other people who get it. It removes the isolation. It reduces the stigma. It provides a sense of community. And I think uh, people instantly feel that when they um, you know, visit our website as well. I think so. I have groups that, um, that I have listed on resolve.org. And the ones that I've been fortunate enough to lead, I find that every group I run, there's this, there's this release that goes on for the women. I haven't run one yet just for men, although I would like to. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a release that goes on, more of a uh, emotional deep breath, just mm-hmm. to be in a space where you feel safe to say what it is you're thinking. Exactly. And comfortable. Um, and I, I find it regardless of the type of fertility treatment somebody is seeking. So whether if they're just starting off with IVF or they're going the donor egg and surrogacy route. That's very true. It's very true. I think, uh, you know, there's more that connects us that we have in common going through this journey, uh, you know, rather than, you know, yes, there are different paths to parenthood, but often the feelings are the same. And, um, you know, we just want to make sure that people have the support they need and they have the information that will empower them to to take action. Well, thank goodness for that kitchen table support group that started 45 years ago. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to be grateful for that. Absolutely. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for coming on. I'm not sure if there's something else that you'd like to share today with everyone. Well, thank you, Lori. I just appreciate your raising awareness about Resolve. Uh, really, our, our goal is to uh, ensure that all people uh, who are challenged in building a family find their resolution, and we want to be there with them every step of the way at resolve.org. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. And if somebody wants to get a hold of um somebody at Resolve as a contact, what would be the best mm-hmm. way to do that? The best way would be to reach out to info at resolve.org and your email will be forwarded to a real person who can help you. So again, that's info at resolve.org is the email. And then you can also go to resolve.org and, and um, do contact us. So fabulous thank you so much and of course if anybody would like any additional information please feel free to contact me at lorimetz.net and thank you again betsy thank you very much